There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls. It has been a while. I had every intention of hitting the ground running in 2022 with podcasts and making content. I felt like everything that I had been building for the past three years was finally in place, giving me room to shout everything I'm stepping into and creating from the rooftops. And then I went to a beautiful transformative retreat. And then I came home and had COVID and my daughter had COVID. And then I developed a staph infection on my face that grew to the size of a golf ball on my lip. And it sent me into a really dark place, a place that I have not been to since I was postpartum with my daughter almost three years ago and had a lot of similar health issues. And so it really sent me into a low, low, low that forced me to really reflect. And so it's almost full circle that for today, for today's episode, I really want to focus on community because community is the reason that I stepped into this space. It is the reason I created this platform. But in going to the retreat in realizing wounds, especially sisterhood wounds that I still carry, I'm realizing that just saying that community solves all or that community is the answer isn't always as easy because we all carry a lot of wounding, especially women around sisterhood and being seen and being held by others and being vulnerable and raw. So I thought today we could talk about why community is so crucial for your path, the traits of a true soul family community or sisterhood, and maybe some of the toxic traits to to watch out for. And then also how to find these supportive growth containers. So For those of you who have been here since the beginning, you know this story, but 
I really wanted to circle back and share share a little bit about my path and why I started looking for community. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I was so frustrated with the rhetoric that we have around pregnant women. I couldn't understand. It was just, I was flabbergasted truly at how my soul during impending motherhood was just being ripped wide open. I was starting to look within like never before. And I felt these huge soul level shifts that were happening within me. And I could not understand how women, women, especially who have had this experience before, how we can only have these surface level conversations, especially during pregnancy, like, oh my God, what are you craving? Like these really fucking bullshit conversations that are honestly so demoralizing to women and we when we're in it I mean I had the awareness but when we're in it like that's always the way that it's been done that's that's what we say to pregnant women and then when my daughter was born no one no one asked me how are you how are you doing with this big life transition you know what I was asked? It was, oh, is she eating well? Is she sleeping well? Like our our worth then as mothers became based on our, our children's sleeping and eating habits. And so I was so, I just couldn't understand why no one in my life was really willing to have those vulnerable conversations. And again, I felt like my soul was being ripped wide open and I wanted that. I wanted someone to look deep within me and look at me and see me. And I wanted to be seen and I wanted to have these conversations that validated this experience because that's what I was truly missing. I'm like, am I crazy? Why, why is no one else talking about this? So, uh, Four weeks postpartum, I started a little podcast, this podcast, the one you're listening to. And as many of you know, at that time, it was called Enlightenhood because when I was six months pregnant, I got the word, the download from the universe, Enlightenhood. And I was like, wow, that is just so perfect. It is completely just describes everything that I'm going through this stage of my life of stepping into motherhood where I'm truly starting to question. I'm truly starting to awaken and I am on the search and I am on the hunt. And I wanted to surround myself with other women who got it, who were also going through this spiritual awakening and motherhood and so I set out for community and I, I really like to describe it that I built my field of dreams. I built my field of dreams. Hey, other moms who don't like this rhetoric, come talk to me about woo-woo stuff. That was my original field of dreams and it has grown since. And women came. I quickly realized how much this conversation, we're, we weren't now it's kind of out there three years later, we're really starting to see mothers especially reclaim their narrative and reclaim their rhetoric. But at the time, there was hardly anything. There was no spiritual motherhood conversation. And so women flocked. We we gathered. We gathered the fuck out of enlightenment and 
that's a silly way to phrase it, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It became very quickly apparent how how needed this conversation was, and through this conversation, community was formed. And so that was my first real taste of there are people out there like me. And another reason that I really set out on this path is because when I decided I wanted to become a mother, when I wrote that letter, if you've read my book, when I when I wrote that letter to my future baby, whoever they were going to be saying, I have no idea who I am, but I'm on a mission to find her. And I just didn't see anyone else in my life on that personal quest to find themselves on the brave quest to be willing to step away from things in life to change to shift and it was really lonely I really had to face my loneliness and that's even something now I'm realizing as I'm having these soul rememberings and stepping into my power is there's this this really deep root of loneliness that that continues to show up in my story and is really interesting the ways that it intertwines with community so why is community crucial for your path i mean i think we all know the answer to that deep down in our soul, but I heard it really beautifully described the other day by a member of my soul family. So I really want to share that with you and then we can unpack it a little more. He said, and I'm going to put it into my own words because I honestly don't remember the exact phrasing that was used, but when we start to awaken, when we're having these experiences and these rememberings and these understandings about ourselves and these messages that we're receiving in meditation and just through living our life more as a walking meditation and, and more intuitively, it only becomes actualized in our 3D, in our tangible world, when it's validated by someone else. So as much as this journey is so much of a solo hero's journey where so much of the work is by ourselves, right? So much of it is crying by ourselves in our bed or sitting in meditation or journaling or learning how to move our bodies in new ways or learning how to nourish our bodies in new ways. This work is very individualized, but like my wonderful soul family member said, it can't actually be actualized into this reality until it's validated by someone else. And I think that's why community is so important because it is so, so easy on this path to feel like you are going fucking crazy. It is so easy to continue to feel isolated, to feel like there is no one else in the world experiencing what you're experiencing. It's so easy to feel like there is no one else in the world who is having 
these epiphanies, these huge understandings about our existence and our soul and what the universe has to offer and magic and wisdom. And there's only so much that we can do alone. So community is so crucial for our path because it helps us actualize not only our own understandings of ourselves, but it's also so important because we weren't meant to do this alone. This idea of individualism, this idea of, let's say, individualism that's been really uplifted by capitalism and the patriarchy and this hustle culture is not how we are actually wired as humans to exist. Individualism, while important for for standing strong in our self-worth and our self-confidence and knowing who we are and trusting that and approaching life strong in your own sense of self, that can also exist in community. The two are not mutually exclusive. So community is one of the biggest foundations that as a modern society, we have really separated from. And I think our souls can really feel that separation. And so when we can find our people, when we can find people who see us, who understand us, that is a completely life-changing experience. It is a completely elevating experience to be seen, truly, truly seen. And when I mean seen, what I am talking about is that True community exists on a frequency level. So true community with your soul family means that you come into my circle and I already know everything about you because you are just emitting a pure frequency. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care what job you had 10 years ago. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care all the things like I see your frequency and I know we are a vibrational match. And in being a vibrational match, that allows me to feel safe enough to give you love, to help you receive and reflect back to you what you are coming into this community for. Does that make sense? I've witnessed it and I think we're truly to a point where community is truly based on on intention and frequency and that's why there's all different types of communities and different reasons for gathering and supporting one another but it's the way that we are stepping into community and the new earth, especially with souls who are doing the work, becoming more self-aware, taking care of their spiritual hygiene, their energetic hygiene, 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 these containers are becoming based on frequency. And it's also about accountability that I'm bringing my best self with the purest intentions and my heart open into this space. So community is so important in that 
not only is it validating our experience and helping it actualize into this world as we grow and evolve and step into our gifts and our power, it's also intrinsically wired within us. We are meant to do it. Humans were meant to gather in community. Not only were humans meant to gather in community, like our physical 3D bodies are hardwired for community, but so are our souls because we are all just fractals of source. We are all just pieces of the puzzle of one divine infinite source. So like it or not, we are all, we are all community. All beings are community. All life is community. So with all of those things, community is crucial for our path because it is our path. It is, it is part of the deepest understandings of our path of oneness and no separation and giving and receiving and loving and holding space and, being reflections for others and validating their experiences. So community is so, 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 so very important for our path. And in my COVID reflections, I was really reflecting on the fact that I had spent three years building community to the point where I think now like I truly truly have community truly have it but I was also afraid to put myself into that community I'm like I'm gonna hold this overarching container I'm gonna be I'm gonna hold this community but I'm not gonna be in the community because in my reflections in the darkest caves of COVID like I said I realized that I still was really scared to be seen. I held so many stories from my past. And just to share, I was really bullied in high school to the point where I almost didn't pass the 10th grade. And I was in a domestically abusive relationship at the same time. And I just... There's just been something about relationships that has always weighed really heavy on my heart. And I've created all these stories about me being a bad person or being a bad friend or they obviously don't like me or want to spend time with me. And I forget how I didn't realize how much I had really internalized these stories and that they were still so deeply rooted within me. They really, really were. And so to have such this beautiful experience with all these women who were just so open and loving and loved me already just for my energy and who I was without, you know, really knowing me was just such a powerful and transformative experience. And I think so many of us, especially women, hold these really deep-seated wounds. We hold these really deep-seated wounds of women gathering, not only because of the way that women are conditioned in this lifetime to be catty or be competition against each other. We have those wounds in, the, in those sisterhood wounds, right? But they go so much deeper, I think, into to past lives and karma because 
women were selling each other out to be burned at the stake or religiously prosecuted. And these fears of women and community turning turning their backs on each other, they're real. And we really, there's, there's something that we have to face in this lifetime, but I think a lot of them are past life and past experience, past experiences manifesting as fears as everything is in this moment. So let's talk about the traits of true community with all of that being said, because community is a huge part of being part of someone's marketing funnels, as they call it. And so it can be really hard to find authentic spaces where you feel safe, where you feel seen, where you feel supported, and maybe don't necessarily want to be sold to. So, so how do we, how do we navigate these communities and how do we, how do we find ones that can support us on our journey? Those are the the next two things that we're going to cover. So this is this is really hard because because sometimes we do want mentors and we want teachers, right? And we want to feel them out and we want to see the way that they hold space for people and we we want to invest in them and we want them to help us and so to be part of their community is really important. But where it gets really tricky is a few things, I'd say. And I think it all goes under the idea of spiritual capitalism, right? Versus like what the new earth and true community is like. Because if there's a community where there is a teacher or the leader of their community telling you that they can solve all your problems through their one program, they can fix you, they can heal you, they have all the answers for you, that is a huge red flag. The best teachers, the best mentors, the best healers are going to be the ones that on day one tell you that all of that is up to you and they are just here to reflect back to you and to hold space for you. If you have a teacher who in any way is putting you down or making you feel shameful or making you feel like you're not good enough, you're not spiritual enough, you don't have these spiritual credentials, that is a huge other real red flag because this idea of spiritual capitalism thrives on the idea that our power, our answers, all this wisdom, our authority is something that exists outside of ourselves. So unsupportive communities are going to be the ones that that are built on that rhetoric that you are below, you are less than, and you are part of this community to, to climb the spiritual ladder per se. Those are huge community red flags. And if you're feeling unsafe in a community space, all you have to do is ask yourself, take a step back find some silent moments and really just tune in. How is this space making you feel? If it's making you feel anything less than seen, held, supported, and loved, is it really worth your time and energy? I understand that 
we are all putting ourselves out there and perhaps stepping outside of our comfort zone to be in these community spaces to find like-minded people. And I promise you, I promise you that without putting yourself out there and doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable or trying to put up your peacock feathers or a facade or a mask in a space that makes you feel uncomfortable, your soul family is going to find you. The right people are going to find you and you will know. I promise you that. I promise you that and I've seen this and you can watch another one of my videos about the seeds of wisdom, but I got this download that I hope this will help ease your concerns about having to put yourself in uncomfortable community situations in fear that you're missing out of reaching your soul family. So this is what I saw. Imagine us all in a room up in heaven the other side, the angelic realm, whatever you want to call it. And we're all going around figuring out with our soul families, with our communities saying, okay, so maybe you'll do this and I'll do this and then we'll meet at this retreat or you're going to go down this path and I'm going to go down this path and then I'm going to like your picture on Instagram and we're just going to start talking or you're going to go to the gr this grocery store and I'm going to go to this grocery store. There are so many different ways and oftentimes they're very seemingly mundane situations in which we will connect with members of our soul family. For me, it has been a lot about what I've been putting out online and the people that I have been able to connect. But I will tell you that every single person who I feel like is part of my soul family and is in my life right now and is near and dear to my heart, every single one of them I have met in such an organic way that didn't involve me feeling like I had to put myself out there to find them. We just serendipitously connected and it unfolded in such an organic way that again, I promise you that your soul family will find you. So lastly, where do we go? How do we find these supportive growth containers? Well, obviously, I'm going to pitch you House of Enlightenhood is one. And everything I've just told you about what I believe about community is what I'm trying to cultivate in that space. But instead of giving you actual names of places, because you can go and log on, please do. If you're not a member already, we have 15 countries represented. Um, and now I'm singing in about it. But where do you where do you find such community? How how do you how do you find ones that you know will resonate with you? And I think it's about what is your soul calling for? At first, my soul was calling for mothers who understood. And the more I started to talk to mothers who understood about spirituality, the more I was like, no, I want to talk about spirituality. I don't care if you're a mom or not. Let's talk about these deep soul level shifts. So what is what lights you up? 
what is so fun to you that you can just step right in with someone that you have never met before and just have the best fucking day because you are doing something that lights you up. For me, that's spiritual stuff. For you, that might be dancing. That might be hiking. That might be art. That might be music. That might be, I don't know. What, whatever lights you up. And I think that's how you're going to find your people because when we're in that space, when we're in that true alignment of things that bring you joy, it helps us step into our higher self, which also sometimes helps us override the, the human conditioning, the human wounds. For me, I'm just, I can be a very socially awkward person. <laughs> I'm just like, I hate small talk at this point and I don't know how to have small talk. And I just want to be like, tell me everything about your soul and let me read your energy. And it's also hard because I'm so sensitive and I'm so intuitive that I can just see someone and know everything about them. But I really try not to do that. I try to put up a barrier. So for someone like me too, social situations can be really hard because I'm trying to protect my energy and hold all these boundaries and all this space. And then someone's talking to me. I'm like, I can't do all these things. And I'm so overstimulated. So to know the situations, not only what lights you up, but the situations when interacting with other people that you thrive in. For me, it's small groups of people or one-on-one. And to go to this retreat where there were, I think, 16, 17, 18, something like women, that was a really, really big step for me. And I realized that I hadn't done something like that, if ever, because the last time I think... I was with all of those women having like a a sleepover was probably for like a team soccer or track in high school event or something like that. And it really forced me to look at why was I feeling uncomfortable because I was able to have those intimate like one-on-one containers within that space and still feel safe and free. But the whole idea of being there really forced me to reflect on why is this making me feel uncomfortable and for me personally again it was that the fear of truly being seen because I had created all these stories that I wasn't worthy of being seen or I didn't want to be seen because it's even going back and I'll tell you this when I first started this podcast and I was so sick postpartum. I didn't feel like myself. I was so ill that I couldn't lose any of the the weight that I had gained during pregnancy. I had uh, a cyst. Or it's funny because I had the staph on my face, but I also, when I was postpartum, I had a staph infection on my cheek. I had MRSA on my arm. I had a corneal ulcer. I just had all these things and I didn't physically feel like myself. And when I was first podcasting, the reason I loved podcasting is because no one had to look at me. But then of course, everyone was like, are we doing video? Are we doing Zoom? And I was so scared. I was so scared that if someone saw me, they would know that I was a fraud. That was my biggest fear. 
when I first started out three years ago, when I started my journey, I was terrified that someone was going to see me and instantly know that I was full of shit, which is just ridiculous saying it out loud. But it's these stories that we create for ourselves. It's it's these ideas that no one else is having but us because honestly, people are too caught up in their own shit to to really think much about you at all. And that's the truth. But that's what I was convinced of. And, and so in being this retreat and in truly reflecting on community, that is truly why I had worked so hard for three years to be able to be the container to hold it all, but wouldn't inject myself into the community because I didn't, because being seen is, is scary. We don't want someone to see our shadows. We're taught that those are bad. We don't want, if you're watching this video on YouTube, like it has taken everything out of me to not put cover up over like my staph infection that's still healing because it is so deeply conditioned into our being what is worthy, what is beautiful, what is what is acceptable. And when we don't match on any of those things, it's like instant guilt trip, instant shame. And it goes so deep because it's all these experiences that we've had over our life that are continuing to build on to each other, not to mention all the past life stuff. So to find community that makes you feel safe, to find community that will look at you, but with love, to look at you with loving eyes and say, I see you. I see your wounds. I see your imperfections. I see your vulnerabilities. I see everything that you think makes yourself unworthy and unlovable. And I fucking love you even more. I love you. I see you. And I am here to hold you unconditionally. That is true community. And after I went to that retreat, I just knew, I said, community and especially women holding other women, that is going to save the fucking world. That is what is going to save the world is true sisterhood, divine sisterhood, divine community, sacred community. That is what is going to save the world. And it's funny because if you listen to my the channelings and the messages that came through for the new year that I did in December. Was it December or January? I don't even know at this point. I have no idea what day it is. I've been in such like a, a vortex. What came through so strongly was the message that women do not need to be coached. Stop coaching other women. Women need to be held. Women need to be held. And and in witnessing that and in reflecting upon that during my dark night of the soul, it is nothing else feels more true for me than that. Because it's true. Why are we coaching each other? Telling to, to me, coaching is critiquing everything that we're doing wrong. Coaching is... Here's everything I know that works and I'm going to tell you what you need. And coaching feels very much like a 
capitalistic boss babe thing of the past that I think we need to let go of. And if you identify as a coach, this is in no means, this is in no means downplaying the significance of what you do because helping others, being of service to others is always just so wonderful. But I just ask you to reflect on the framing and the why, because I think as we step into this new earth, we have to go deeper. We have to go much deeper and we have to be able to hold and support people at a much deeper level. There's this image and graphic that I keep seeing on Instagram and it's it talks about how a lot of times our rhetoric, our current rhetoric tells others that all they need is self-love. They need more self-love in their lives. But what about community love? What about being held and seen and validated in that way? And it just... That resonates with me so much. And it really is why I have created House of Enlightenedhood and why I have created a community that upholds all these values and a free community, should I say, too, because I think it can be really hard in these times to find spaces that are accessible for everyone. Not that we shouldn't be abundant for our gifts. Again, I am not saying that because I think now is the time where healers and teachers and and mentors and guides we need to be stepping in to show that this is the new way to be abundant and what that looks like but what i am saying is that when we put paywalls and especially large paywalls in front of communities it only allows a certain type of person to enter that community but the most beautiful part or one of the most beautiful parts about community is when we can gather with people from all different walks of life and perspectives and and truly be heart to heart with those people and learn from them. Wisdom is currency. Our experiences are currency. And so the more that we can start to to find spaces that uh, that open our eyes to new perspectives and that's not to say that to put yourself again in situations where you feel uncomfortable but i think we can be on the same frequency as someone we can be at the same level of awareness and understanding and we can come from two separate places in the world and the thing I love the most about what community does for us is that it allows us to see and recognize each other on a soul level, but then it allows us to learn from our human experiences and differences and the ways that that intertwines in the, and how we learn from each other, being equally the teacher and the student, that is true community. That is true community. So that being said, if you are not a member of House of Enlightenedhood already, I highly recommend it. My vision is to really create a safe space for all of us to remember who we are, for all of us to explore our souls and to level the playing field. There are there is no hierarchy. There are no you know, this is my Lena's community. No, this is this is for all of us. We are all here to show up with our hearts open and see the way that it transforms. I really, when I was building 
this past fall to get the the newest version of the community ready that is led by a cooperative of of healers and and seers it took everything out of me to not plan do 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 create 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 because the message i got was that there needs to be an openness for for this change, for this shift, for for the souls to come and allow this fluidity of whatever this community and how it's supposed to transform to happen. And as a generator, as a doer, if you, if anyone out there knows Strengths Quest, my, uh, the Gallup Foundation Strengths Quest, I'm an activator and also like a spiritual activator that too but I just want to do 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 and create and make plans and blueprints and spreadsheets and to have all the plans so then I can play in there that's very much my divine masculine is very organized and my divine feminine is very much just chaos in the most beautiful way so it was so that was very hard for me, but I, but it really it's starting to take a life of its own, and we're starting to get people like I can feel the momentum starting to shift, and that is truly my intention to be a safe place with no barriers to to be able to access your soul. And the last thing I will say about community, which is something that I'm also trying to instill within House of Enlightenhood as we increase our sacred spaces for the year. So we are opening the Dear Marivega is opening a woman's school to help you step into your sensuality your sacral chakra and all of this this womb-based living and in the spring we will be opening a lemuria remembering school and we also have sisters of sirius there which i created with my sister from a past life Farah, which will be on the next episode of this show so stay tuned for that but what what i was saying is that it's okay to be part of a bunch of different communities because we are so multidimensional. We are so multifaceted. And I think many of us to feel fully nurtured, for our cups to feel truly full, we need those spaces and we need those containers to help us feel whole, to to nurture different parts of ourselves. So maybe you're really into Reiki and you're looking for a community of energy healers, but you also love plants and animals. And you also are having these past life rememberings of Egypt. And you're also looking for people who like to draw and create art. I think it's okay to be able to collaborate to be part of these smaller communities where we can show up as the different parts of ourselves and we can nourish the different parts of ourselves because that's what allows us to feel truly expansive because the more we're nourishing these parts of our soul the bigger they're getting and the more we can show up like this like this is me this is all of me and all parts of us feel safe and held and seen to show up and that just makes our light shine brighter and what happens when our light shines brighter it radiates further to our families our friends our communities our world and it is truly the anchor of the new earth 
is our own pillars of light. How bright can we all shine and nourish ourselves on our own? That is the true new earth to me. So like I said, if you're not part of House of Enlightened anymore, it's our free community. Go and join. The link is in the description of this episode slash video, whether you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube. And no matter what platform you are consuming this on, please subscribe. It really helps us so much get the word out there and be able to support more people through this spiritual awakening and this collective awakening that we are all going through. And community is so important for that to help us all feel like we are not going crazy when it feels like the world might be a little bit. So I am sending you so much love and so much light. And like I said, next week, my sister from a past life, Farah, will be here on the podcast. And we are going to be talking about all of the things, past life rememberings, Egypt, ISIS, our story. So you don't want to miss it. Sending you so much love and so much light wherever you are in the world. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenedhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at I am Lena Lemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls.